0: Well, praise the Lord everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson and I want to welcome you to season 2 of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Sabbath Sunday, January 9th, the year of our Lord 2022. In this Bible study podcast, we address various issues that break the spirit of women and then seek to promote women's spiritual wholeness. And well being with lessons learned from the Word of God. Ladies, when you pray to God about some injustice that has been done to you, do you remind Him of the nature of the unjust in order to build your case before the Lord? Do you present him with the facts of your situation and tell God why he needs to exact justice against evildoers? Today, we are looking at Psalms 58, wherein David uses some very graphic language and images to describe the nature of evildoers and asking God to overthrow them. When we come back, we are going to talk about the nature of evildoers. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. Today, we are talking about the nature of evildoers. Our scripture reading is taken from Psalms 58 verses 1 through 11, and I will be reading from the New International Version of the Bible, also known as the NIV, if you want to follow along with the scripture reading. Usually, I read from the King James Version of the Bible, but I think that this psalm is easier to read and understand in the NIV. Now, reading from the NIV book of Psalms, chapter 58, beginning at verse 1, the psalmist writes, Do you rulers indeed speak justly? Do you judge people with equity? No, in your heart you devise injustice and your hands meet out violence on the earth. Even from birth, the wicked go astray. From the womb, they are wayward, spreading lies. Their venom is like the venom of a snake, like that of a cobra that has stopped its ears, that will not heed the tune of the charmer, however skillful the enchanter may be. Break the teeth in their mouth, O God. Lord, tear out the fangs of those lions. Let them vanish like waters that flows away when they draw the bow. Let their arrows fall short. May they be like a slug that melts away as it moves along like a stillborn child that never sees the sun. Before your pots can feel the heat of the thorns, whether they be green or dry, the wicked will be swept away. The righteous will be glad when they are avenged, when they dip their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then people will say, surely the righteous are rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth. That is pretty graphic. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of his words. Lady Psalm 58 concerns itself with unjust rulers. Corruption among leaders in government was widespread and common decency was uncommon, much like our government and unfortunately some of our church leadership today where morality is on the decline. We live in a society where we recognize scandals involving our leaders as ethically wrong and resulting in serious social problems. Yet, we have become dismissive, tolerant, and complacent when it comes to disciplining and turning out of office the most despicable and reprehensible offenders because we have adopted the attitude that It is just the way people are, and we should just accept them the way they are. This is what the original sin was all about. But just because all have sinned and morality and sin and leadership has become commonplace does not mean that we should accept it in our leaders nor in ourselves. In Psalms 58, David sides with God on the issue of righteousness, not with evil. He reminds us that God will intervene to judge the worst sins and allow righteousness to grow and prosper. Many people have an issue with this plan, with this psalm, and would refer to seek vengeance against evildoers. But it is important to note that David's vigorous protests against the unrighteous in ancient Israel occurred more than 1,000 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. He vigorously protested against habitual sinners who were impervious to correction. And as we study this psalm, we should make sure that we are unlike them and that our sins are covered by the blood of Jesus and that we have ears to hear that which the Holy Spirit of correction would minister to us concerning our own evil ways. So let's unpack Psalms 58. The first stanza, of Psalm 58 is divided into two parts. First, verses one and two directly addresses the wicked, while verses three through five describe what the wicked are like. So the entire first stanza is a portrait of the wicked. The second stanza of this psalm, verses six through eight, is a prayer by the psalmist for the destruction of the wicked the first stanza verses 9 the excuse me the final stanza verses 9 through 11 predicts the end of the wicked and is a vindication of the righteous verses 11 concludes with a very striking summary so verses 1 through 3 says do you rulers indeed speak justly do you judge people with equity no In your heart, you devise injustice and your hands meet out violence on the earth. Even from birth, the wicked go astray. From the womb, they are wayward, spreading lies. These verses are a rebuke of corrupt leaders in David's day who refused to do that which they were appointed to do. Speak and judge justly or fairly. I emphasize the word rulers in our text because in Hebrew, the word ruler translates to L-M, spelled E-L-E-M, which means muteness or silence. In the NIV version of our text, it is hard to fit this word into the text, which says, do you rulers indeed speak justly? But The New King James version of our text says, do you indeed speak righteousness, you silent ones? However, the Hebrew word "lm" is very close in form to the Hebrew word Elohim, which means God's lowercase g. In the NIV text, the word Elohim, would be used to mean rulers and refer to the judges themselves. So the translation of verse one is, do you rulers indeed speak justly? Do you judge people with equity? The problem David had was that the judges did not speak up for righteousness or take the correct course of action when evil reared his ugly head verse 2 reveals that the judges also plotted evil and pit it into put it into practice it says no in your heart you devise injustice and your hands meet out violence on the earth so If the word silence in verse 1 of the uh, New King James version of the text is correct, then the opening stanza's accusation of silence reminds us that to remain silent and allow evil to persist deserves God's condemnation. Verse 3 says, even from birth, the wicked go astray. From the womb, they are wayward spreading lies according to this the wicked are evil from birth this is a special class of evildoers not your occasional wrongdoers nor the righteous but it is also a description of all men and women in their natural state because no one is born righteous It means we are all born sinners and it is because we are born sinners that we commit sin. In Psalms uh, chapter five, verse five, David says, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin. My mother conceived me. What David is saying is that there was never a moment in his life where he did not possess a sinful nature. For this reason, we all sin and need a savior. Verses 4 and 5 says, their venom is like the venom of a snake, like that of a cobra that has stopped its ears, that will not heed the tune of the charmer, however skillful the enchanter may be. Here, the psalmist gives a graphic description of evildoers saying that, Will, they will not listen to the appeals of the just to act differently. And he compares evildoers to snakes and calls their uh, our attention to the venom or poison of a snake's bite that kills. Then David goes a step further saying that these people like snakes. Cannot hear and therefore cannot be charmed by the tunes of the snake charmer. You know, I love to watch nature shows on television like National Geographic or Nat Geo Wild. And from these programs about snakes, I learned that snakes do not have any visible ears. They um, do not very well um, uh, at all. But possess a hearing. Um, I said they do not have any visible ears and and that they can't hear very well at all. Um, But possess a hearing aid that is picked up with vibrations that allow them to track their prey from a distance and be wary of any nearby predators. Although this is irrelevant to the psalmist's image, the point he is making is that people intent on doing evil will not listen to anyone trying to dissuade them, whether man or God. As such, they are deaf both to reason and revelation. In Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 2, God told Ezekiel, Son of man, you are living among a rebellious people. They have eyes to see, but do not see, and ears to hear, but do not hear, for they are a rebellious people. And in Isaiah chapter 4, verse 20, the prophet Isaiah said, you have seen many things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. This is a further description of the wicked. The second stanza of our text moves from a description of the wicked to a prayer to God asking him to overthrow the wicked, and it has five images of what David asked God to do. The first image of what David asked God to do was to defang evildoers who he likens to lions. A lion is a Fierce animal able to kill and do serious damage. David also used this image in Psalms 57, verse 4, that we studied last week when he described himself as being in the midst of lions among ravenous beasts. Verse 6 says, Break the teeth of their mouths, O God. Lord, here, tear out the fangs of those lions. David is asking God to defang his enemies and break the teeth of those who would consume him. This is exactly what God did when he caused King Saul's armies to be defeated by the Philistines in the battle that preceded his call for David to be king of Israel. The second image of what David asked God to do was to cause the workers of iniquity to pass by quickly and vanish into the earth like water into dried out soil. Verse 7 says, let them vanish like water that flows away. When they draw the bow, let their arrows fall short. Water is the most destructive force on earth. We see the destruction of water caused by storms and tsunamis and how it works slowly to infill foundations when it comes in large quantities such as floods. Fast moving waters can wash away homes and other buildings even entire communities and villages. And when it moves downhill, it moves quickly away and then vanishes. David uses this image to ask God to cause evildoers to pass away quickly and vanish into the earth like water into dried out soil. That's graphic. The third image that David asked God to do was the Uh, The blunt uh, was to blunt the negative force of the words of evildoers that that speak lies. And when they speak lies and slander further in verse seven, David says, when they draw the bow, let their arrows fall short. Arrows are not nearly as destructive as masses of water, but I know from my own experience as an archer that in the hands of a skillful archer, they can cause serious wounds and kill. David also used the images of the bow and arrow in Psalm 57:4 when he said, I am in the midst of lions. I am forced to to dwell among ravenous beasts, men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp words. So David prayed, when they draw the bow, let their arrows fall short or be blunted. The fourth image of what David asked God to do was create a self-destructive pathway, for the wicked. Verse as 8 says, may they be like a slug that melts away as it moves along, like a stillborn child that never sees the sun. My goodness. A slug moving along the ground does not melt away, but rather leaves a slimy trail behind. And this is the lowly image that David creates to describe the self-destructive Path of the wicked. David used the same des- description in Psalm fifty-seven, verse six, when he said, "They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves." Finally, the fifth image of what David asked God to do was the, is that of a stillborn child in the second stanza of verse eight, which says, "Like a." stillborn child that never sees the sun. This is the image of a child born dead. David is praying that the lives of evildoers will be nipped at the beginning. And it is a direct correlation to verse three of our text that says the wicked go astray from the womb. David's rationale is that if the wicked are evil from birth, they should be cut off at birth. The last stanza of Psalm 58 verses 9 through 11 is prophecy, a strong and confident statement that the wicked will be judged by God and the righteous will be rewarded. It is the climax of Psalm 58 and the moral of of the psalm, which is that although judgment tarries long, It will come, and when it does, the way of the righteous will be seen to have been right. Verses 9 through 11 says, Before your pots can feel the heat of the thorn, whether they be green or dry, the wicked will be swept away. The righteous will be glad when they are avenged, when they dip their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then people will say, Surely the righteous are still are rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth. In verse 9, we have the same problem with the word pot that we had in verse 1 with the word silent. The word translated pots in the NIV can mean either a pot used for cooking or a thorn. The word green as in the wood, not Yet dried out can mean either that or raw as a raw or uncooked meat. The phrase the heat of was added to the text, which indicates that the text actually says feel the thorns instead of feel the heat of the thorns. In addition, if you compare Bible translations, you will see how they differ. Nonetheless, the general meaning of the text is clear. The climax of Psalm 58 and the moral of this psalm is that although judgment tarries long, it will come. And when it does, the way of the righteous will be seen to have been right. Verse 11 says, then people will say, surely the righteous are rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth. This is something the believer should commit to memory, especially when we see evil winning out and thriving as evil sometimes does. We should fix our eyes on God and put our faith in him so that we gain a long-range perspective and live according to God's word by doing right, standing for righteousness. Assure yourself on the basis of God's revelation. In the Bible, that righteousness still, that the righteous still are rewarded and that God is a God who judges the earth equally as important by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in every believer. Live for Jesus Christ and stand for righteousness. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to support it, we have several ways in which you can do that. Via the tagly app at Broken Vessels Mended and Whole at Givelify, that's G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y dot com. You may donate to Broken Vessels hyphen Mended and Whole. Via PayPal at Broken Vessels Mended and Whole at gmail.com. Or you may mail whatever gifts of love you feel led to give to Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. We are a 501c3 nonprofit religious organization located at P.O. Box 34637, Los Angeles, California 90034. Join me next week for another episode of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. And don't forget to check in with me on Facebook Live at Evangelist Janice, that's J-A-N-I-S, Nelson, today at 12 noon Pacific Daylight Time. In the meantime, take good care and may God continue to bless you. Amen.